0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is A to Z with Mark Zeno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, you're looking at this all wrong. Welcome in. We are live here on this Monday. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. We appreciate you starting your day with A to Z and Locked On Sports Atlanta. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zino, M A R K Z I N O, at Locked On ATL, our entire network there. We've got a lot to do today. Plenty from the Falcons game to break down as well. Georgia, another dominating win. Brave sweep over the weekend. And all you fools. Still doubting Spencer Strider. Shame on you. You're all losers. And I just said it out loud, so deal with it. All right, uh, we've got tons to do today. And I wanted to start, obviously, with the Falcons. They lose to the Rams 31-27. And you could argue the score was closer than the game really was. But I've been telling you guys this now for a couple of weeks, and I don't know why it's not sinking in um, to Falcons fans. I'm not sure why there is this sense that uh, all of a sudden – This team is supposed to be winning these games. Guys, the Falcons have lost two one-score games now. Okay? Last year, their record in one-score games was 7-2. and All seven of their wins were by one score. This year, their record in one-score games, 0-2. That's called regression. It happens to every team in the NFL in certain statistical areas. It's really hard to be the top at everything every single year. But what's the bigger issue for me with Falcons fans is that You should not be upset about yesterday's loss at all. There's no reason for you to be upset. The Falcons flew cross country to go play the defending Super Bowl champs who had extra rest and were ticked off for getting their butts kicked on opening night and hung with the team for four quarters. Well, they didn't hang with them for the first half. No, they didn't. They got back in it. They played 60 minutes of football. A lot of teams don't play 60 minutes of football. Go check the Cleveland Browns. Do they play 60 minutes? Eh. Go check the Las Vegas Raiders. Do they play 60 minutes? Eh. A lot of teams don't play 60 minutes, folks. Falcons played 60. Got themselves back in the game. Got themselves with a chance to win the game. Or take the lead very late in the game. What? I mean, what are you expecting of this team? The fact that this team is competitive... Is all you really need to focus on. Remember, this roster was the one that national pundits, I'm not saying anybody here in Atlanta, national pundits wrote off as one of the worst in the league. This roster, position wise, was bottom five everywhere, with the exception of tight end, interior defensive line, and cornerback. Everywhere, bottom five. This roster had the worst quarterback in the league, according to some subscriptions and, and websites and everything else. So how are they being this competitive? Well they got a good coach. That's one. They prepare really well. That's two. And maybe, just maybe, the bottom of the scrap heap, you know, guys that they pulled off, you know, you know the bin inside Best Buy with all those old CDs that nobody really wants. That's just waiting for somebody to pick up for a buck a piece. Maybe those things are actually pretty good still. That's what this roster is. And yet, and yet, you almost beat your division rival and beat them for three and a half quarters. And you almost came back and and beat the defending Super Bowl champions. The hell are you upset about? You have to take a 30,000-foot view with this team. They are in a rebuild. They have $65 million in dead cap space. What are your expectations? It's laughable to think that you should have any expectations that are higher than this team being competitive. Because the important part about them being in games, it's a step in the rebuild process. It is absolutely a critical part of rebuilding. And the only way you're going to get better quicker is to make the guys who can play this year better. So when you put a roster together next year and you have cap space, guess what? You make big jumps. There is one more reason why you should not be upset about the loss yesterday. Tell you that in a minute. First, a word for my friends at BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find news and reviews of every single league out there. Of course, the NFL. There's so much content there for the NFL. Major League Baseball has their playoffs coming up, playoff push. NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered with everything. Head to Bet Online today and use your mobile device as well to learn more about the action that is happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Two games tonight on Monday night, remember. Um, the other reason that you should not be upset about anything that happened yesterday with the Falcons. How many times in years past would you have seen this team when they were down, let me just double-check my notes here, uh, box score down 28-3? to How many times would they have just rolled over and just got smoked the rest of the game and got blown out? Because remember, I told you guys that. That's all you ask for is not to get blown out this year. Don't get blown out. It may happen once, but don't get blown out in any game. Be in every game. They were in this game. They gave the champs all they could handle for 60 minutes. Be happy. Don't don't be the people who are expecting this team to make the playoffs. It's not realistic. You didn't think this was a playoff team when the season started. Why are you changing your opinion now after two games? Because they could have won them both? Okay, they could have. So what? Don't lead yourself and dupe yourself into thinking that they are capable of winning 10, 11, 12 games. They just don't have the horses in the barn. I mean, what you guys are doing right now, by being upset that they're losing these games, you're like like the guy who starts dating a girl and you think from the beginning, nah, this is never going to work. It's never going to work. Then she decides to leave you and be like, hey, I don't even want to do this anymore. And you get upset about it. Like, oh, oh, what, what do you mean? How come you don't like me anymore? And your buddies are sitting there going to you, dude, you didn't even like her from the beginning. You said it wasn't going to work. What are you upset about? Oh, I guess I started to like her. I mean, you said from the beginning this wasn't a playoff team. What are you upset about? This is not a team that is built to be a playoff team. And that's not a pejorative. They just don't have the talent. They got the coach. They got some pieces. But one to 53, they don't have enough. I told you all this wasn't the worst roster in the league and Mariota wasn't the worst quarterback in the league, but still it ain't top half in either one of those categories. And if you'd like to be a playoff team, considering 14 of 32, which is, you know, trending in the 40% range, uh, you're not in the top half of everything. Guess what? Probably not gonna be a playoff team. That's just reality. It is absolute reality. so, There's nothing for you to be upset about. Literally, you guys, Falcons fans should be smiling from ear to ear, objectively. I get it. I get it. Nobody likes losing. Hi, I hate losing. I am a sore loser. 40 years old. I still freaking hate losing. So I get it. But wins at this point are secondary. And everybody understands that. Everybody understands that. They're trying to win. They want to win. They believe they can win, but ultimately, sometimes the results of the process they're doing don't always match. Happens. Be a process over results guy. The process right now is working. You're coaching up guys who are not that good. You know, Bill Parcells always used to say, I can't put greatness into players, but I could pull greatness out of them. Arthur Smith's starting to do that. He's pulling some greatness out of some of these guys. That's the positive you got to take away from it. All right, speaking of being great, um, one of the guys they drafted that they expect to be great didn't really get a chance to be great yesterday, and people are mad about it. I'll tell you why you don't need to be that mad next right here on ADZ on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast search, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back in to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Follow all the shows here on the Locked On Sports Network, A to Z, hitting Heart with John Chuckery. ATL Day One's Jarvis Davison, Tanisha Batiste, our Braves Postcast, Locked On Falcons, Locked On Hawks. And of course, now, we are on Roku. If you have an Amazon Fire Sticks, Roku TV, you can see Locked On Sports Atlanta every single day. So if you guys are fans of Roku or getting Roku TV, make sure you check out. Locked on ATL again on Twitter at Locked on ATL. All right, let's get back into the Falcons. It's sort of the game itself yesterday, because once again, what's going to get lost in losing a game is a lot of the other things that went really well yesterday Uh, and sort of foundational building block pieces for this team, because I think it's really important that you start to understand those things. Uh, and before we get to why people are mad again, I, I think you have to look at this objectively. Um, once again, you had a defense now that was able to be very effective in against the run. That's two weeks in a row, guys. I mean, that's not anything to shake a stick at. You know, if you can stop the run and make teams one-dimensional, you have a massive, massive advantage over others out there. You know, I mean, the fact that you can hold the Rams and, and that, you know, backfield to 65 yards rushing, I think says a lot. I think it genuinely does. So I think that's a really positive takeaway from the game. In general, the fact that they didn't quit and come back, you had a special teams block punt return for a touchdown, you know, you made some big plays down the stretch because of fumble against the best receiver in the league. These are all positive takeaways. I mean, Cooper Cup had 11 catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, guess what? He does that against everybody these days. But what did you do? You limited pretty much everybody else. I mean, other than that, nobody else really had a a massive day. So, and oh, by the way, you added another sack to your total. Okay. You know, probably could have put a little bit more pressure on Matt Stafford, but still. Offensively, Drake London, eight catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Kid's balling out right now. He's playing really, really well. In fact, and I want to get this right here because I had some folks from the Falcons send me some numbers here. Um, 13 receptions in his first two games break Sean's Collins record of 11 interceptions for most receptions by a rookie um, through the first two games of franchise history. Since 2000, London's 13 catches in his first two career games are tied for fourth most of any wide receiver. And London currently leads all rookie rookie wide receivers. With 13 reception, 160 yards through two games. Hey, um, for the people like me who hated that draft pick, that, okay, I get it. I get it. Looks pretty good. Can't get mad. Now, what people are mad at. Um, and oh, by the way, uh, I'll give them credit. The Falcons, even though they had only 90 rushing yards and averaged 3.3 yards a carry against that front, which is one of the better run defenses in the league and has been for the last couple of years, that's, that's a good day. That's a pretty good day, you know. You, you know, Cordero Patterson wasn't going to get twenty-two carries for uh, hundred and twenty yards again. Nope, he wasn't. But you know, Tyler Algier again. For all you guys who wanted to see Tyler Algier, there you go. You got you saw him. Great, congratulations. Anyway, um, everybody mad. Y'all mad about Kyle Pitts? Three targets, two receptions, nineteen yards. Unacceptable numbers. I get it. I'm. I'm not arguing that they are. But you do have to put certain things in context. Um, look, when you're trailing 28 to three, targeting per se goes out the window. Calling specific guys' numbers goes out the window. Why? Because all you care about is eating chunks of yards. And whoever is open gets the ball. Whoever's going to get me the most yards gets the ball. And it's usually the first option. So the idea that you're going to specifically target plays for a guy when you're down 28-3, to like all of a sudden, hey, we need to call this guy's number. This is a critical juncture in the game. No, you're down 28-3. to You just need to get the ball in the damn end zone as quick as possible. So there is some of that. Now, again, I will tell you that I I 100% am against the idea of not force targeting Kyle Pitts. I, I believe they should be. He is the biggest mismatch on the field and possibly the entire NFL. You got to get him the damn ball. That there's there's no denying that in any size, way, shape, or form. But maybe we're seeing something different here. And I'll tell you what that different is in just a moment. First, a word from my friends at coffeeam, coffeeam.com. Guys, every day, what does the morning routine look like? What does yours look like? I'll tell you what mine looks like. Get up. Get the kids ready. But before I even start getting breakfast with the kids, flip on the carrot maker, drop a Coffee AM in, and that's how it goes. Why? Because Coffee AM is some of the freshest, best coffee you're ever going to have. It's so fresh because it's roasted and shipped right on the same day, and it's roasted right here in our backyard in Georgia. So you know it's going to be good. You know it's quality. And they get coffee from all over the world, Kenya, Sumatra, Tanzania, Costa Rica, places you haven't even thought of. Coffee is amazing and it tastes great and it's the perfect way to start your day. Here's what you do. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on and check out the full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Again, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Make sure you use that that coupon code locked on at checkout and you'll get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Guys, these are expertly crafted and roasted blends that you're going to love. Coffeeam.com dot com backslash locked on in the coupon code locked on at checkout 15% off coffee and best small batch coffee roaster in America. Okay, Um, maybe we're starting to see something a little bit different here from Kyle Pitts that may be a necessity versus other teams. And there's two things that you may be seeing. One, obviously Kyle Pitts is going to draw more coverage, hence why Drake London is able to be open a lot. I mean, they're willing to body up a rookie one-on-one until they see otherwise. And two games in? People are going, hey, look out for 5 over there. He's pretty good. But no one's overly concerned with him yet. They, they will start to be, and they're going to start to have to be, because he's going. To, it looks like he's going to become a mismatch for defenses. And again, like I said, much as I hated the draft pick, this is why they did it. Because now you're forcing defenses to pick your poison. Do you want to double up on Pitts and bracket coverage there? Do you want to double up on Drake and bracket coverage there? Somebody's going to be open. Somebody's going to be open. And yes, you want it to be Pitts because he's a 4th overall draft pick. But London being the benefactor of that is not the worst option in the world. Now, also the other thing, and maybe I was dead wrong about this because I said this when Pitts was drafted. Hey, uh, guess what? Um maybe he's a better blocker than we thought. And maybe just maybe he actually needs to be part of the offensive game plan, especially against teams like the Rams that have good rushers on the inside and the outside, right? Like that to me is what I think is happening here, is that Kyle Pitts is developing himself as a blocker, and in certain scenarios, in certain cases, needs to be part of the blocking game plan going forward. Does that make people happy? No. Should you have drafted a good blocking tight end fourth overall? No. But you have to give credit and acknowledge the fact that Arthur Smith and his staff recognize that him staying in as a blocker is a net positive more often than not and doing it as a way to win games. That's the smart play. Because guess what? Kyle Pitts going out. And whatever quarterback is there, having a, a two seconds to get rid of the ball, forcing it to a spot and getting picked off is a hell of a lot worse. Got to play to your strengths, folks. You can't just you can't just be hard headed about this. There's got to be some bend and flex. I want Pitts to have the ball more than anybody. I talked to you guys all off season about how it's derelict for them not to get him the ball, and I still think it is to a certain extent. But it's derelict not to get him the ball. When he is the only viable option in the passing game. Right now, you have another viable option called Drake London, and that's working. And maybe that's the trade off that you have to accept. All right, coming up next, uh, Shovels of Wisdom, Braves, a full on sweep over the weekend. Plus, is it possible George is better this year than last year? We'll answer all those questions next right here on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Final segment of A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Of course, now on Roku TV, on your Amazon Fire Stick, every single day you can catch Locked On Sports Atlanta on Roku TV, so make sure you check us out there. Uh, Before we get to the Bulldogs and the Braves, time for a shovel of wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. Every day we have to set somebody straight because people say and do stupid things all the time, and well, I'm here to set them right. With the Shovel of Wisdom, you can do so on my Twitter account, Marks. I no just use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. And today my shovel goes to myself. Listen, I'm not immune for being wrong. I'm not immune for making a mistake. So, here it is. Um, Last night, I saw a uh, tweet from Corey McElhaney of the Atlanta Falcons uh, and falcons.com. And she simply put a tweet out there uh, in the postgame press conference. And it says, Arthur Smith, when asked about Kyle Pitt's lack of targets, She wrote, quote, it's not fantasy football, we're just trying to win. Now, uh, I did not um, watch the entire press conference until this morning. Um, I did not look further into the context of the quote. I reacted to the quote and assumed it was Arthur Smith being surly again and being short with the media after a loss, and that was not the case. Um, If you listen to his entire answer, and in and, and full disclosure, the, the Falcons PR staff called me out on this uh, and asked me to listen to the whole thing, and they were right, and I was wrong. Um, Arthur Smith did not give a surly answer. He gave a very kind of complete answer about trying to win games and understanding what goes into it. And he did say Kyle's a huge part of our offense. You have to take it with context. Other guys made plays. You know, uh, it's not fancy football. the We're just trying to win. We'll continue to look at everything and try to get better. That's the kind of vanilla standard answer. I took it as Arthur Smith responded that way with a short, curt answer that um, that that was emblematic of his press conference the week before because he was sour at the fact that he lost. That's on me. I made a mistake. I should have read the or watched the entire press conference before responding. I didn't do it. I was wrong. I deleted the tweet that I put up there calling into question Arthur Smith's um, attitude in the post-game press conference and apologized for it. It's the best I can do, but in fairness to everybody – I was wrong. I, I it, It's my responsibility to make sure that I am, you know, watching the whole clip before I react or reading further into it, because that is one of those things where I judge the tweet based off of what I saw, not what was reality. And that's on me. So apologies to Arthur Smith, apologies to the Atlanta Falcons, and, uh, and Tory McElhinney for not, uh, not doing my job, my due diligence uh, on the whole thing. So uh, we'll all be better the next time around. All right, uh, Georgia wins a game, forty-eight to seven over South Carolina, and um, once again, reasserting how much better they are than the rest of the country. Guys, here's the thing: um, this Georgia team is better than last year's Georgia team. They just are. If they can pass the ball with this measure of efficiency, if they can throw the ball with this sort of um, success rate, where Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, only has to throw 23 passes and get to 300 yards, they're going to be unstoppable. They really are. They're going to be unstoppable. I mean, they threw for 339 yards yesterday, or Saturday rather, and rushed for 208. They own that team. And don't get it twisted. Williams-Brice is a tough place to play. It's not an easy environment. Uh, and Georgia struggled there in years past, but Still, um, this Georgia team and this defense, while a little bit untested, probably going to be as good as last year's. And that's saying a ton. They're young, and they probably will have a bump or two in the road here uh, coming up. But this schedule is so favorable. Uh, by the time they get to the College Football Playoff, the SEC Championship game, they'll be brimming with confidence—a ton of it. You know, and, and folks, there's, there's. Not a lot. There's not a game on this schedule that you need to sweat as a Georgia fan until you have to travel to Kentucky. I don't even think you have to sweat that. You want to know why? Because it's payback time for Mark Stoops. Kirby's got it circled. He knows. So, again, this is uh, very much a a team that everybody in the land should be scared of. If they're not, they're not paying attention. He is. uh, this, This Georgia team is so much better than I could have ever expected because that's embedded is you know, that much better. So there's that. All right. Final thought here on uh, the Atlanta Braves, big sweep over the weekend of the Phillies. Wow. That was impressive. To say the least. And uh, Oh, by the way. Yeah. You know what else happened yesterday? Um, who pitched for the Braves? Oh God. You know, I can't seem to remember the young man's name. I can't seem to, I can't seem to remember who, who pitched. Oh yeah. That's Spencer Strider guy. Yeah, six innings, one hit, one run, ten strikeouts. Oh, is he good? Okay, I was just checking. And I know, I oh, know, by the way, on the along the way, uh, guess what? He became the third Braves rookie pitcher to strike out 200 guys in a single season. Why? Oh, I don't know. Because he's freaking good. And again, I want some of my colleagues here in the media to tell me that he's not the game two starter. Of the first playoff series, you guys are all losers. If you don't think that, you're a loser. You're just not paying attention. You're being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. And guess what, folks? That's typically my job in the media. Get off my my, my lawn. Uh, get off my spot. I own that spot. Uh, here's the thing. He is so dominant. There's just, and he's dominant again. The Phillies are a fantastic lineup. A fantastic lineup. What can you do, man? What can you do? I mean, it was unreal. The guy went, went no hit through through five no hit innings before he gave up a solo shot yesterday. Dominant, utterly, utterly, utterly dominant. And I'm I'm calling names out now. I'm speaking to you specifically, Carl Dukes. You specifically, Bo Morgan. Everybody else out there doesn't obviously see what the rest of the world should obviously see, and that Spencer Strider is your number two starter in the postseason. Behind Max Free. done. End of conversation. End of conversation. I don't want to have it anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But you guys keep forcing me to do it because there are people out there who want to deny exactly what they're seeing. Now the Braves are going to go take on the Nats here. Uh, they are one game behind the Mets, but tied in the loss column. So that's big. So they just got to take care of business, uh, and they will get a chance to gain a half game. Night, because Atlanta um, is hosting Washington. No, they won't. I'm sorry. The Mets are in Milwaukee, so I guess they got a week till Thursday um, before they have a night off. Yeah, they got three against Milwaukee, so uh, that's where it'll be. But nonetheless, um, they can tie them tonight and be one game ahead in the loss column, which is a great place to be. That's if Milwaukee can take care of business against the Mets. And uh, tonight we'll get Kyle Wright going uh, for the Braves against Corey Abbott and take care of biz. Unfortunately, you know, like the Nats are going to be the thorn in the side all the way down the stretch here, but nonetheless, uh, take care of biz as best you can and go out there and get a dubs, get a dubs. That'll do it for us today. Lots of great info here today, folks. Appreciate you joining me. Please hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Zeno. Let me know your thoughts. React to the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give that thumbs up. Like all the content. Leave your comments there as well. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to come at me. I ain't scared of you. Don't be scared of me. Uh, And let's have some conversation. Appreciate you guys watching and listening every single day. Don't forget now, we're on Roku TV, on your fire sticks. So check us out there as well, wherever you get your podcasts search Locked On Sports Atlanta and free on YouTube, as always. Back tomorrow for a Tuesday edition. You guys have a great day. Don't take any crap from anybody. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.